record. It's so good. We're recording. It literally sounds so good, dude. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it I'm does. still housing walnuts. Yeah, like and it doesn't meal. even bother me. And look, the audio is cutting out. We're talking over each other and there's no issues right now because your fucking computer is not trying to argue with the sound. It's, it's all, it's oh not God, coming dude, in. It sounds so crisp, dude. I want to murder you. Go figure, dude. It took me, it took me three seasons. All right, this is simultaneously the first and last first and last episode of season three the podcast is breaking up grace <laughs> right when it done. gets good right when it gets good right when we're ready dude for everyone's you. been breaking up with me i it's not true actually. but i know how to handle no one is breaking, breaking up. up with you everyone is coming i know to it's you. just my mind i know it's just my mind i'm like nobody likes me it's like grace okay. has been grace and i spent some time together over the last couple days uh and we did she did the complete opposite of break up with people. That's Some would true. in fact say you made up with people. <laughs> I made out with people. Not to brag. I said made up, but oh, sorry. She, I just she made to out. Yeah, she she always does. Me on the oh. other hand, actually, you know what? I had a great week too. Do I? Oh yeah, as if. I know. I was just as like if, as if, me. as as if we're not like on our hot girl summer shit. Oh yeah, no, like flooding in. The floodgates have opened. Like the flood of hot, like hot girl summer. Hot girl summer is in full effect. I'm tanned. I'm getting, and that's by being in the sun, not tanning beds. Uh, I'm getting a pedicure. For the reference. Getting my hair done today. Going to Mexico wow. on Saturday. You're actually doing the most for hot girl summer. Like some would say, I'm in full swing. You are in full swing. Like batter the fuck up. It's I would say I'm said, on my hot girl summer shit too. I would just, say you just are just because as well. I'm like doing, I'm like moving into a studio apartment by myself, and that's like the hottest thing. I'm like horny thinking about living by myself. Like I, I actually am. I'm not joking. Like every day I wake be... up and I'm just like, I actually woke up today, just being like, wow, could I be more blessed? Because I think that we just are such a victim to like our own circumstance so much that mm. it's like you want something change it make it happen like that three bitches rule like stop bitching about it stop bitching about it more than three times and go get it that simple baby that simple huh yeah what do you want go fucking grab it you want to be a hot girl this summer go fucking grab it like you want to be a hot boy you you want to be a hot genderless fucking go for it it's it's just a hot summer yeah please it's just hot summer it's just also i'm i'm okay i have a question i haven't just raised my hand like i'm in fucking school yes grace okay why is like why is like why is it always just like hot girl summer and it's like just summer is it because you're in a bathing suit like why isn't it hot girl year-round like why is the emphasis just on summer is it because we're in well i think well no okay so if like we break down where hot girl summer came from like besides like yeah stallion you know and all that is that what it is she said well it's it's like yeah i mean it's a whole song um but oh. I think it's more like in the winter, you want to be like cuffed up. Like you want to be in a relationship, uh, like on some cozy vibe. It's like chilly. Mm-hmm. But then like, mm. you know, the the world starts warming up and all of a sudden like hot girl summer. Like you want to get your pussy out. wet. Yeah. Like fucking go dunk <laughs> yeah. your balls in some like water. I don't know. <laughs> it's summertime. Go dunk your balls in water, please. It's hot. It's hot summer. It's hot and it's time to refresh your balls. Trying to dunk my balls. What was that? What is that from? I just want to put my dip my balls in it. 
it's from the movie and i want to dip my balls in it and then it just gets like really awkward try it Fuck. one more time I, I just want to dip my balls in it mm, no still not ringing you, a bell. you even did like yeah you tried to make it ring a bell i just want to dip my oh i don't know accepted what is it from it'll come to me maybe later maybe not though like there's like there's like a solid chance but yeah no on the topic of hot girl summer um me and soleil when we were kicking in san diego like that was just like we we really raged we really really got after it and then i was with i was with my sister she came in uh we were celebrating because she just graduated law school um and you know shout out jill congrats on finishing law school now she's finishing up her master's degree um my brother just also graduated college 4.0 and he's on to his master's i'm a piece of shit (laughs) i'm just kidding i'm wonderful i just am on a different spectrum um no yeah no you're your own person that's it you're doing your own 100 percent 100 percent. and then my my best friend mandy woods who's also like a day one rider listens to this podcast all the time she's amazing og egg slut herself she's literally the og egg slut but um yeah she's incredible but she came to visit me as well and we just like tore up san diego and obviously we went to san diego because i wanted an excuse during my vacation time to like see soleil we we made it happen we we saw each other we were like such hot girls though because like as we can as you can see here we have our merch like we have our merch that says i have a down you down to ride tube top and soleil over here has the sexy ass like wife beater you down to ride her tits look phenomenal um yeah and we were just like ripping up the streets like literally strutting the boardwalk of san diego just being like fuck with us like everyone and just reading our no tits. one did yeah, nobody, nobody did. Um, not one person asked what our shirts meant. But it was just like, yeah, like whatever. But people were like, reading them. People were definitely people reading them. Were, or were they staring at our tits? That's the question. I'm not mad at either, but I will say like, it's interesting now that I'm, you know, working in the restaurant and just selling tequila, my soul, and our podcast to anyone that'll listen. Um, right. Now that I'm doing that and I'm like, oh yeah, it's called you down to ride. Everyone like pauses and gives me this look like, what do you talk about on there? And then when I went to get the shirts made and I was like, you down to ride. That's all. That's all I want on it. And they were like, you down to ride. And I was like, yeah, it's our business. And they were like, you're pretty self-explanatory. And I'm getting it put on like these tiny little tank tops, like across our titties. You down to ride. <laughs> it's like, our business. Yeah. We're, <laughs> no, it's actually, it's funny though, because when I say to people what my podcast is, you down to ride, people are like, and then I'm like, you get it? Like, are you down to ride? Like we were just making a podcast for people that are just down to ride. And people, I'm like, people that, people that fucking get it. And people are like instantly, I fucking like that. You know what I mean? That if you, if I break it down in the sense where it's like, obviously at first, you know, it's better than some other people's podcast names. I love our it's podcast. Better name, than whatever we almost came up with. I know, dude. It's actually so cringe. Graced with Saul. Graced with graced with soul. Who the fuck do we think we are? I think it's the most comedic shit ever that we thought we could have a podcast named like that. Like as we're just like um, holistic gurus. Yeah, here we are. Tune into us talking about our dating lives and like anal. In our mm-hmm. like, we literally talk about anal more frequently than anything holistic. That it's like some would say the like fuck? the mental health facts are just about as consistent as our anal jokes. So. <laughs> 
I don't know. Maybe that's maybe though. That's why our male audience is going up. We are getting a higher male audience. Shout out to all the guys listening. So I love that. Thank you. Share this with more guys. Yeah. Maybe we should talk more anal. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. Maybe later. It's like we don't just talk about it. It just comes into conversation. Much like like anal. Much like anal. Just not planned. Mm-hmm. So we did have a trip. I got us some shirts made. We're now uh, officially on our hot girl summer. Um, we want to get more shirts made. People are like, we had a lot of responses being like, yeah. yo, what the fuck? Need a shirt. Yeah. Like pissed that we didn't make more. Sorry. Sorry. We were just testing them to see how they looked on, on us. We're just testing the waters. We're testing um, the waters because we want you to look as phenomenal as you can. And are yes. you down for red shirts? But they are coming. We are working out some details for stickers as well. So we legit raged. We danced our asses off. We laughed. Drank so much. I don't know if we cried. Did we cry at all? Um, I didn't cry. Grace no. confessed her love to me multiple times. Uh, I did. We we honestly, it was fucking great. Like we talk about all the time how our friendship has almost just become the podcast. So to be able to actually go out and still make content, but also just be us and not be stressed and just fucking have fun. Like yeah. we rode out that weekend. So I'm so grateful you came down and visited because I had an absolute blast. Yeah. And like Soleil was working like almost every night and she just like, pe- like pe- brought clothes with her and just was like, where are you at? Like the second she got out of work, just, I was like, getting changed up. in the parking garage. I was getting yeah. changed in the parking garage. I was like doing my makeup while I was parked, not while I was driving. And then I would like rip a bowl or two and be like, all right, I'm going in. I got to work again tomorrow. So we're going in high and we're, we're going to make it count. Yeah, no, she raged. I did. She raged. I don't raged have a voice. comfortably. I'm yeah. literally so dead. I have never drank so much. Like, uh, honestly, my sister and Mandy, you guys can put that back. Like, I'd be puking hungover and they're just like to the champagne in the next room. And I'm like, all right. That was actually a die. really good uh, impersonation of a champagne. Yeah. I know. What the fuck? That was really You somehow good. threw your voice and like kept talking while you popped the champagne. That was wild. Girl can really She's pop an improv legend. Oh, speaking of improv legends, we have had another couple of crazy big things happen. A million, a million, a million. Dude, we're almost up to 2 million right now. It's at one point. It's probably at 2 million right now. And I'm not even joking. Really? I'm dead ass. I'm dead ass serious. It's going to hit 2 million. All right, hold on. We're getting our... Why don't you explain while I look up what we're at? Yeah, no. So, like, there's this, like, thing. I, like, I always wanted to do this, like, bit about red flags and guys being red flags. And I was, like, Soleil's fucking great at improvising. So, like, why don't we just, like, improvise talking about guys being red flags and, like, just go off of it. Soleil would be wonderful at it. So, last time I was in San Diego, like, a few months ago, we started, like, doing these red flag bits. The first few did, did pretty well. But the last one that we just did... Um, really really popped off it's like at almost like basically have, two million people have nope, viewed it nope we've officially hit two million hit two views. million see i we told hit you dude two I looked at million it. views two million views and yeah. we have 370.6 k <laughs> likes how many people shared it that's my favorite part that's my favorite part of my tiktok is the know, people just, that 
Oh, sorry. Is the amount of people that like shared it, like the amount of people that were like, "Oh, I want somebody else to see this." I don't know why that's like kind of where I get off on my TikTok. Is like, that means how many it's relatable? Oh well, eighteen point one thousand people. See, almost twenty thousand people shared this to somebody else, and that's what I really like because that means it was relatable, and that means you saw that. But also, I really liked. I've been getting a couple, like a lot of DMs, being like, "Oh my god, like how did you know that's me?" Also thanks for posting this because it really shows that like, I need to change my behavior. And like, oh. truthfully, that's why I, I, that's why I like wanted to start doing these bits. Cause it's like, if I can make it comedic to show how stupid we sound as women with these men that are fucking pieces of shit, that's what I'd like to see. But I think comedically, instead of being like all those other TikToks that are like, don't take guys that are this, this, and it's all serious. It's like, maybe it doesn't get through to you as much as seeing it fully, it full frontal in your face. Well, how shitty like- you sound the fucked up part too is that like unfortunately not all you guys like obviously when we talk about things we exaggerate like on tiktok and stuff like that so not all of it is a personal experience but like those stems from like personal moments or stories from friends like we definitely exaggerated our roles but i was like i showed it to someone they were like wait are you really like this and i was like no we're acting this is not how we are I know some people, some people, you know, you can like stitch it or like re they, they would do that to some of my red flag bits. Just being like, this girl's a fucking idiot. Like, is she, and I'm like, dude, I'm fucking joking. Like people think people take everything so personally and seriously, which I get it. Um, you can't take a fucking joke. We get it. We absolutely get it over and out heard. It's going to be hard for you to ride with us. If you can't take a joke though, let me tell you, please take it. Please take a joke. We only we only joke though, however, with people like that we fuck with. I I feel like I don't. The other day, yeah, I like. I'm not making if I don't make fun. Yeah, if I'm not making fun of you, I probably don't like you. Yeah, if I'm not looking at you with like a stank look on my face, like you literally just ruined my day. Chances are, I love you. If I'm looking at you overjoyed or with you know nonchalance, chances are I. I don't give a shit can't be bothered yeah if you ask me if you ask me how are you and i give you a response i'm good how are you we don't fuck with each other (laughs) truthfully yeah no fact of the fucking matter that's 100 why that is i think there's just just like things maybe from our subconscious formed throughout life um and like why we develop connections with people that we fuck with or we don't like I think some people can have opened themselves up to more relationships in people than other people can. And I think that forms from maybe how we grew up and dynamics in our, you know, family. What, wait, would, would, would some say family dynamics are an influence? Some might on say f- our subconscious behavior. Yeah. Family One dynamics would say, are pretty interesting. Like, do you kind of want to talk about it today? They're kind of hot. They are. Family Not dynamics hot girl are kind summer, of, but uh, family dynamics are are maybe one of the most interesting topics I think that we could talk about. Do you want to maybe talk about it? I kind of do. Do you want to ride? Do you want to make like a whole episode about it and like ride with it? Here's the thing. I think we could probably make like two episodes. Okay. Oh, I like where you're going. There's just like so much to rattle off with this. I think we I, could literally crush two episodes. I think this, this may be uh, our first two part kind of season breaker like let's like you want to do like a part one part two so you want to hit a part one one. i want to yeah let's do it i want to do that too i'm like want to ride with you let's ride but the real question on the table is though 
do y'all hey. want to ride? Are you guys down to ride? Hey, you guys. Hey. Psst. Hey. Psst. Hey. You hey. over there. Look at that sexy. Are you down to ride? Do you want to ride with us? Because if you want to go and take a ride with me, three women in the butt of the ghost. Okay. Yeah, we, we can't get kicked off these platforms for stealing lyrics, but... You're right. Let's go. Let's ride. Let's ride. Okay. I kind of like the whispering. It makes me feel safe. Makes scares me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's ride. Let's ride. Let's, let's ride. fucking ride. Let's I heard go. I heard an overarching response of everyone's down to ride. We're talking family dynamics, baby. Season three, episode one. Like we said, this is going to be a two-parter. So here we fucking go. Now, Grace, I am the oldest of three siblings. I have a mother and a father. What do you have? I am the middle child of three siblings. Um, And then one of my cousins, I call another sibling due to weird family dynamics. And I got a mom and a dad. Okay. Yeah. So that's so, me. That's us. That That is us. But there's a lot, a lot more to, to it, though. There's a lot more yeah. to it. So, like... That's the thing. How do we want to do this? So, I think, first off, there's this, like, little term that's, like, kind of cute. It's called transference, right? And it's a psycho- psychological term, which it's when we subconsciously redirect our feelings from childhood onto a specific person or a lifestyle, which... That is, that is your family dynamics right there. You are subconsciously behaving a certain way out of how you were raised from your parents, your siblings, and the niche that you fell into from that family dynamic, uh, which is really fucking interesting. Like, I don't know, I geek out on this shit because I wanna break down why I behave the way that I do. I even wanna know and understand why Soleil behaves the way that she does. And the reason that we both go about our lives so differently is because we grew up so differently. And you know, I think that this is, could be a really interesting episode for you to put, put yourself into maybe one of our shoes and think outside the box of where maybe your family dynamics have made you the person that you are today. Uh, it's what super interesting. What has shaped you, yeah. What has shaped you. And then it also makes you feel a little bit like once I started going to a psychiatrist and breaking down my family dynamics, I felt more whole where I could understand why I behaved the way I did. I could understand why my family behaved the way that they did. And it made so much more sense. I found peace. I found peace from understanding family dynamics and making sense. And did sense your relationship with your family get stronger because of finding that peace? I think I would learn to forgive and I think I learned to get rid of resentment um, because I understood and I didn't need to carry, you know, like this weight of sadness because I didn't understand where you were coming from. And I didn't understand why I felt the way that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I felt an overarching feeling of peace. Um, and now I'm super interested in family dynamics. And I always am asking people, oh, is your parent like this or is your siblings like this? Because I want to know and I, I get a feeling of people's behavior traits um, off of how they've grew up and, and, and even even existentially like where you live and all these things that that's part of your family dynamics. And it makes us all super unique and different. And we're all unique down to our eyelashes that this is just another unique factor of ourselves that is super in- dope to talk about. It's that nature versus nurture kind of thing. It's how you became who you are. It's what the socioeconomics were. It's Mm -hmm. what your landscape was. It's what your 
school system looked like, your family life, like it, your macro, your micro, what the world was shaping yeah. you to be at that time. Family dynamics are a trip. And I feel like it's getting more and more interesting because I genuinely do feel like a generational divide almost between my youngest oh, brother and myself because of how much technology has boomed in the last 20 mm. years to the point where he's on one side of it, I'm on the other. And it's almost like a disconnect. Like it's, it's really yeah. interesting. And so that disconnect, it, it shapes family dynamics as well. And so let's, let's get into it. As you're talking disconnect, why don't you why don't you get into that? Because you're the oldest, and then your younger brother is on a different spectrum. So therefore, you we were talking earlier about how the oldest sibling and the youngest sibling have just a different relationship um, than they do with the middle child. So delve into that, how that was for you. Yeah, well, so I'm the oldest. It's me, and then I have two brothers. I have Matt and Ronan, and we're all two and a half years apart. So there's five years between Ronan and myself. Um, my parents mm-hmm. had me when they weren't super young, but they were definitely like on the younger side um, of having kids, I guess, in their age group um, to the point where like I would need to have a kid right now. Could you but imagine? that was our par- we are going to get into that later. But that was like our parents vibe. Like, that's not their fault. Like, my parents. Oh, yeah. No, thing. that was just that was me coming. That's along. just. Yeah. <laughs> straight up quite literally um so anyways so it's it's the three of us and ronan is our baby brother uh ronan was actually a home birth a planned home birth and i was and wholesome not weird it's just a choice (laughs) uh ronan was a planned home birth and i was actually the first person to hold him so uh when the midwife like quite literally grabs him from my mom birthing him she gave him to me and I was the first person to hold him so like that's like my baby brother like it's really hard for me to like look at Ronan as anything like I always call my baby brother and people like how old is he and I'm like I think he's 19 but he's a baby okay can I interject for one second Mm -hmm. that might be a red flag that the the midwife gave you to 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 a five-year-old first opposed to your father like I'd be scared that you'd drop it no not at all as it I meant Ronan because I am so maternal. <laughs> no, I was like sitting. I like you're you sitting, sitting down. Like yeah, when you're a little kid, you know how to hold something. Like everyone. Holds I. Your... I don't know. We've clearly different family dynamics. Uh, <laughs> yikes! I wasn't holding babies at five, honestly. Oh really? My brother. Yeah. I didn't really hold him much. I he grew up me, like dude. babysitting my younger siblings, my cousins, like my we're super close with my cousins I don't have any uh blood cousins like first cousins but um my mom's best friend from high school their family is that's those are my cousins so we're all that's a weird family dynamic you don't have cousins no and I'll go into that too yeah my mom is yeah no one got like 30 dude really yeah I have no cousins yeah wild yeah whoa Okay, continue about your family dynamic, about your you and your siblings. And then you have a um, middle, middle sibling. Maddie. Yeah, so there's Matt. Matt's right in the middle of us. And Maddie and I growing up didn't have the best relationship. Um, we were kind of like that oil and water. Like, yeah, it was just it was hard. I, I don't I still am trying to figure out like why that was. But I know that at this point, 
in my life right now, my brother is absolute, both of my brothers, but Matt and I like, because he's closer in age to me and more similar shared experiences, um, he's my best friend, like 100%. Like I call him all the time. We, you know, we'll randomly check in and text each other and I want like nothing but the absolute best for him and he's my best friend like so that's our relationship now but growing up like it was not like like that that. it was kicking the back of the car seat like body slamming each other in the hallway just because we were like walking next to each other kind of thing oh yeah which is which is also like a normal family dynamic as well like we did we've been researching and reading so much about this and there's like some statistic i'm quoting the statistic wrong this is not an accurate statistic, but it was like 70% of siblings like fight physically and that's completely normal. And I was like, cool. Oh, I mean, yeah, I think, I think that's just like part of your family upbringing. Like, I, I mean, I didn't really beat the shit out of my siblings, but like we verbally assaulted each other. Well, not really anybody besides me and my sister, but. See, I, I was always like bigger than my brothers physically and now I'm not. So like I used to be able to, and then. Like, now I can't do anything. Always a weird vibe, though, right? Because I remember being able to, like, rock on my brother when he was little. And, like, if I wanted to take the remote from him, I would just, like, suffocate him into the couch and steal the remote from him in yeah. a basketball. I'd always just, like, crush him. And then when he started, like, hitting puberty, I was like, holy shit, dude. You actually are physically stronger than me and taller than me now. What the fuck? It's oh, yeah, so bro- weird when your little brother I'm- gets big. It's no, so, I'm, it's so weird. Ronan is the tallest person in our family now. I think he just passed my dad in height. Wow. Yeah. My baby brother's You're, the tallest That's person. like, how tall is your brother? Mm, so he might be six feet, six one, I think maybe. Kind of hot. <laughs> it's 19. 19, I okay, think. Sorry. sorry, Ronan. I don't remember okay. how old you You were born in 01. So he's oh, turning 20 one, this dude. year. He was born in the 2000s, bro. He was born on 10 10 one at 3.33 in the morning. Oh, my God. That's so cute that you know that. Mm-hmm. It's wicked cute that you know that. All right. Well, yeah. So here's my siblings. Um, I'm the middle child, which does say a lot about me. I'm going to be honest. Um, I also kind of love being the middle child besides, like, the flack that I feel like I have to receive. Um, Mm -hmm. But I also just like felt like I got to have the closest relationship with my eldest sister, Jill, and then my younger brother, Dan. I got to go to high school with both of them. And like, I'm just really close with both of them. And they both feel as though they they can open up to me and relate to me because I've spent a lot of time and have had like really unique experiences with both. Like I've, I've been blessed to be able to spend like a couple summers on Cape Cod or Nantucket with my brother to work seasonally. And we've gotten really close from that time together, which honestly I'll like cherish forever. Truthfully. Yeah. Um, me and my brother are just really, really close. We've never like, we've just vibe. We've just like literally always connected through music, through sports, kind of through our like dry and dark sense of humor. And like, we always are kind of connecting on the fact that we find the idiocracy of humanity to be super enjoy. (laughs) Like we just enjoy the idiocracy of people around us. Um, but we find the light in it. And I, I love spending time with my brother probably more than like anybody in this world. Um, my sister, we have, we've had a difficult relationship, truthfully. Like growing up, it was hard. Like just two women, like in the same household with another mother, which we had a difficult relationship. So we didn't have that like um, female role model in the house. So we were trying to find that ourselves. And 
just we couldn't see it in one another because we're so fucking different and it 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 just felt like there was this level of um competitive energy happening that i didn't want it to be competitive um i just wanted to get along with somebody but my sister was going through her own struggles and her own battles of everything which you know i can't have it's its own family dynamic in itself but yeah no we, we had a hard 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 relationship growing up um and, and it comes from, you know, a lot that was going on in our household. And unfortunately, you're too young to be like, we need to stick together right now, opposed to that. But you're too young to know that, that you're like, you just want to defer from anything that could cause more controversy in your life, um, at least for me. So I just kind of dissociated from her because I didn't want more conflict in my life that was already pretty chaotic. From, from your uh, sister or from your mom? From my family life. Um, there was just like a lot of of like darkness, dude, like a lot of death, um, illness, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of addiction problems. So I just was like, I want to dissociate from anything else that's going to cause me conflict. If my sister doesn't want to get along with me, I'm out. I'm not even going to pretend to try to get along with her. Um, and it kind of just made me like kind of be a bitch to her. I'm not going to lie. Like I didn't have patience for her. Cause I was, I didn't have patience like in my household. Um, which you need to have patience for people that are struggling because my sister was going through her own mental health journey, you know, and I had no patience for it because I was struggling on my other end. And also, um, you probably didn't even realize you both were going through mental health journeys. No, I had no idea. Sense. When you're in no. it, you don't know. And especially like when you don't have the vocabulary or the more experiences or the years of therapy or the drunken no. or stone nights with your siblings where you literally just hash it all out and you're like... But that's a really key point right there, Soleil, is because you don't know that your family dynamic is off. I didn't know that my family life and with the experiences that I, my sub, were forming my subconscious could be harm, harmful towards me. I had no idea because I didn't know what normalcy was. I didn't know what normal families were. I just knew that when I went to my friends' houses, I thought everybody was rich. Like, even if you just had like a new Honda Civic, I was like, Isn't you are rich. is it interesting how you associate certain things like that? Like, even now, looking back on childhood, and even as we talk and talk about episodes, like, I'm thinking always in the back of my head, like, of, you know, whatever you're talking about is making me think about things and it's like damn like we really I I think growing up is really hard because it's like you fill in the blanks on the narrative but you don't have the right words to use for that story so it's like you're trying yeah like you're just you're trying to make sense and you're learning things from movies or from television or from your own family and then you're looking at glimpses of everyone else and you're mm-hmm. trying to figure out like what is the norm like this piece fits here but this doesn't and it's little puzzle it's pieces weird. you're yeah. trying to connect. and like it's yeah. stuff you don't talk about too because it is personal family is personal family dynamics right. are personal so I remember when I walked in middle school into one of my friends's house and uh, their their dad slept on the couch and it never in my life had I ever been in a situation where someone's dad slept on the couch and I just remember being like <laughs> really whoa yeah like that's crazy like to me like that's, that's that's what I grew up with my parents didn't sleep in the same room which is a weird family dynamic and like we're gonna get into that because so like your parents are very different than mine and I think that talking about our parents is really gonna open up this episode really really well um yeah, so want to get into uh, your parents and kind of their relationship. And then we can yeah. get into maybe that's how we we deal with relationships in our lives based off of our parents' relationships. 
so uh my mom is a virgo my dad is a taurus um <laughs> and I don't know what they that means, so explain it to me well my mom well all right let me just explain that was kind of a joke, but let me like actually go into him. So my mom is one of five siblings and she is a twin. She has two older Damn. sisters, a twin brother and a younger sister. My mom was born in Argentina. She came to the United States when she was six months old, moved back to Argentina with her family and then came back later on, right? Kind of in like her preteen years uh, to then continue going to school in the United States. She grew up in the Bay Area. She grew up in Redwood City in San Carlos. My dad, he is an only child. Um, he was born in Ohio and came out to San Francisco with my grandfather when he was just a baby. Um, I never knew my dad's biological mom. She left when he was born. And the grandmother that adopted my father, who my bubby, she's someone that passed away, but who I talk to daily um she's someone that I count on she's a really she wasn't a really incredible woman um love that so yeah that that's who I was raised with as a grandmother but my Bubby and my Zadie my dad's parents uh they never had any other kids so my dad was an only child um and what's interesting is that's the story that I've told my entire life as to my dad's family life um but actually uh like a month, two months ago, that entire story changed um, when I got a phone call <laughs> while I was at the gym. And I mean, do I really tell this whole story? It's kind of a crazy story. Or do I, I just think it's a really wild, just like touch upon it, just like try to make okay. sense of, you so, know. So basically, uh, growing up, we never knew my dad's biological mom. The story was that she had, like I had just said, it's literally what I told. Um, and then a couple months ago, I got a phone call while I was in the gym and I sent it to voicemail and I got a voicemail and it was a woman who was looking for uh, Damon or Brian. They'd be around this age and had lived in the Bay Area around this time. And I like, you know how your iPhone gives you like the breakdown of the text message or like the yeah. voice the voicemail so I immediately I like text my mom she's in a work me or no I tried to call my dad he's not answering he's in a meeting so I text my mom and I'm like mom what is this and she's like I don't know like maybe it's something from ancestry but and this is the crazy part like I already knew what it was some part of me just the second I got that phone call and I saw that voicemail was like I'm about to fucking uncover everything like this is happening mm -hmm. but I didn't want to because it wasn't my life it affects me but it's, it's my dad's choice like I knew that this had to do with my dad's family like some part of me just 100% knew and I was like I need my dad's permission before I go any further with this because That's I really would healthy want of you yeah well here's the thing I didn't get the permission um because my dad was in a meeting and so my mom was like busy with work and was like just go for it or like call your grandpa and see if he knows who it is so I called my Zadie and I asked him and he's like, I don't know, maybe it's like a family member or something like we did the 23 and me a couple of years ago or my parents did. So it's kind of been like a trickling thing. Uh, so I call the number back and come to find out it's my great aunt Lori and it's my dad's biological mother's sister. 
and she paid for some sort of software that got her my phone number. She didn't know it was my number. She didn't know my connection to my dad. Yeah, she just knew that this number came up. Um, And she was calling to let me know that my biological grandmother had died. Um, So you've never met or don't know. That I've never met, don't know. So it was like, it was kind of crazy. Like everything, and that's not the right word to use. Like we really tried to like not use crazy as a definer but like my my world had slightly shifted because all of a sudden like I've talked openly about not knowing on my dad's side what health things have been passed down what runs in the family what I would even look like as a woman because I don't know what any women from his side of the family look like Um, yeah I don't know if cancer runs in the family you know things like that like I just I never knew and so to all of a sudden like know that she was alive and then know that she was dead and then it, dead it was but crazy alive. dead but alive 100 percent alive but the actual dead. definition very, of dead very, but alive. Dead. very dead and i feel no connection to this woman i never met her i know nothing i, I only recently just saw a couple of pictures of her but um yeah, so they are all like still in Ohio and Tennessee, I believe. Like uh, that kind of area, the East Coast is where my dad's biological mom's family is. Um, I don't. That's that's his journey. I don't really know what's going on with that. If there's plans of meeting, you know, I I don't know what's happening with any of that. But yeah, that's that's my dad's family dynamic. He always wanted siblings, never had any. Um, had, you know, didn't know his mom and was adopted by an incredible woman that treated him and raised him like her own son. And love that. Yeah. But you have a very interesting, your parents had a very interesting upbringing that was truthfully from an outsider seems a bit chaotic. And I think that it's kind of beautiful that they created such a, a nice living environment for their own kids due to their family dynamic. You know what I mean? That it's like your dad didn't have that parent structure and he's a great fucking dad to you guys, which is also a great excuse for a lot of other dads to be kind of a piece of shit. And it's it's not that he didn't necessarily have like structure. I want to say that, but he didn't have your like, uh, and I say normal at all. He didn't know his family. It wasn't his biological parents. All he knew was that his mom left when he was yeah, a baby but that's, that's and, a, and that's never a void that you exactly. and I don't know no that's not at all and never never tried to connect with him nothing literally that sucks yeah that's so hard Just, dude I mean I know that that would that would hurt me subconsciously the transference there so like you don't even know that that's affecting you and like that might have we don't know like how your dad behaved younger when he was dating people and this, oh this, my and dad this, was but- a fucking <laughs> I can see him being my maybe dad a fuck and boy. if if you know my dad and if you know my brothers brothers um they're great looking guys and they have great personalities and they're just genuinely great but women flock 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 to them yeah but how, how so, you how so you much. if you're the type of guy that wants to like lock that down and be in a ton of relationships or you just want to fuck around truthfully that all kind of comes from your family dynamics at least for me when it comes to uh, my dating life and how I behave. I'll get into it when I talk about my yeah. parents. Um, my, I also do want to point out my parents both did leave their homes at like relatively young ages. And by young ages, I mean like my dad was under 18. I think my mom, like because of her family uh, dynamic, she left 
left when she graduated high school, I want to say, um, but like lived on her own, fully supported herself, didn't have family, like financial support or anything like that. Like my mom always talks about how she had one Costco muffin a day kind of allotment for money and like she'd yeah. eat that muffin all day. So right. like my parents definitely hustled to get to where they were, but they also had fun doing it. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely didn't have the family support that they then provided me and my brothers. 100%. Right. They pulled that out of thin air. And your parents, just to interject to make more sense, your parents love each other. They're like madly in love with each other, right? Like they 100%. Every wild. Uh, yeah. They, I didn't know that existed. I, I truly think my parents are soulmates. Like there is no one That's that understands so cute. my dad better than my mom. And there's no one that understands my mom better than my dad. And that's not to say wow. that they have a perfect. Do they kiss rep- each other? All the time. Oh my God. They like come up and hug each other. Like, yeah, no, they're, that's they're cute as fuck. So but and, and, that but that's, me, like, that that's not to eat. say though, that's not to say though, that it is like, a, that my parents still fight. They still get in arguments. Of course, that that's not a marriage yeah, they're if you don't normal. Fight. That's they're, not, they're, yeah. It's, it's normal, but my parents do. Normal for absolutely, you. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Okay. That's true. That's, that, so wow. Normal. What a See, trip is that? Thing. What a trip is that? That's not that, normal for my norm. I'm not going to lie. I found my hands when you were saying that things that trigger me in my subconscious make my hands into fists. And when you were talking about your parents just like coming up and giving each other like hugs and kisses and they they have like this like. Yeah, we're like an affectionate family. I hug both my parents all the time. I have my hands in fists, dude. You want to talk family dynamics? Like, I straight up have my hands in fists from my subconscious. Grace is ready for war. Literally, she's like in a boxer stance. Yeah, dude. And it's so bad. My body goes into fight or flight when I hear about these things, like truthfully. And it's wild. I don't want myself to. That's my subconscious due to my family dynamic. But yeah, so I'll dive into um, dive into my parents. Um, yeah, my dad, he is from Massachusetts, just like my mother. Um, they're kind of on that classic, like both cookie cutter white parents that, you know, my dad is Irish and Italian. Uh, everybody has to, you know, you stay in your Irish and Italian ways. Um, if anyone doesn't know this, like the Irish and Italian, when my grandparents got married, they weren't supposed to be with one another. The Irish and the Italian, they weren't supposed to mesh. My Irish grandmother fucking hated my Italian grandmother, spit on the ground she walked on um, just because wow. she was fucking Italian. Um, but yeah, she was a piece of work, that woman. But besides the fact, yeah, people that are like Irish and Italian, my, my dad's side of the family, they just like hold grudges. If they don't fuck with you, they don't fuck with you and they'll let you know. Um, they'll just like not talk to people for years on my dad's side of the family, which is wild. Um, but yeah, I do have, um, my dad has uh, two brothers and a sister. My aunt is really, really close with her. Uh, she's been a really key woman in my life, uh, my dad's sister. Um, and then my uncle Jim, my godfather, he is like the man, one of my favorite people in this world. He unfortunately lost his life to cancer when he was 50. Um, he had a company with my dad. He was in a construction company with his brothers. Uh, that company went under after the death of his brother. And that was like a financial hit to my family, uh, which was very difficult financially for my family. How old were you and when this happened? I was probably and going into high school, going into yeah. high school. like So losing my uncle like which was also like changes 
big life change and how he died was like pretty fast. And to watch him die of lung cancer is like to watch somebody die of cancer that you care about is, is a family dynamic that I want to talk about as well, because that forms you to be differently. I was open and susceptible to death since third grade of my life. Like I saw a lot of my friends, parents die of cancer and a lot of people die in my life. Well, so what I wanted to say was the woman that adopted my father, my Bubby, she passed away of lung cancer when I was in fifth grade. Yeah. And once and that, again, it came on very quickly. I think there was only like, there was less than three months from diagnosis to death. Right. There was nothing t- we could do. Right I remember. Then. Yeah. Like it, that's still yes, it was very invasive and yeah. just like, if you know it, you know it. If you don't know it, you don't know it. It's just like kind of that simple. But I was like, I normalized death by the time I was like end of middle school, I was like comfortable with it. I've held like multiple dead people's hands. I just like was in a, I just conceptualized things in a darker sense, um, I guess. And I, and my family started to not have as, as much money. And that led to more, my parents fighting. I grew up with my parents always fighting. They always, 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 always fighting. Always my dad piecing out, come back, you know, my dad not having his shit together, then my mom not, then my dad didn't have my shit together in my younger years financially. And then growing up later, my mom didn't have her shit together mental health wise. Um, Mm. So I kind of never really saw stability when it came to finances or when it came to parent structure, which trickled onto me and my siblings of why we are all, we do everything for ourselves. Um, I've done everything down to making my own lunch, getting myself to school, making sure my uniform is clean, everything. Like if, if I didn't have my uniform ready for school, my mom wasn't going to drop that shit off to me. She'd say, walk, bitch, like dead ass, like come get it. Like, and so I didn't know that that was off. So being, being as headstrong and an individualistic as I am comes from that parent structure. Both of my parents got married pretty young. Um, it was in that sense where my mom wanted to get married because she felt a connection to my dad. My mom lost her dad when she was about 21, 22 years old to heart attacks. He had chronic heart attacks all the time mm-hmm. while she was growing up. Um, so she, and my mom was babied growing up. Like my, both of my parents are the youngest of, of their siblings and they kind of act like it. Like they're kind of like (laughs) the youngest of four siblings and they act like it. Um, they're like, kind of like the baby of their family, both of them. And they found each other. Um, but yeah, no, my mom was, my mom was babied and so was my dad a bit. Um, my mom more so was like, I do feel for her on this one where she was like, really like, uh, things would be going on with her own dad and people would baby and sugarcoat it until he passed away. And then my mom was just really, I think, taken more off guard that he was that unwell. Um, Because everyone had always told her that like he was, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay, Pammy. It's going to be okay. And then until it's not okay. Um, And now my mom growing up in that way, um, she always is so upfront with all of us and she it's on the darker side of things. Don't get me wrong where she's always seeing the worst thinking that, everyone in our family is going to die all the time from that family dynamic that she's with, which isn't very healthy, going to be honest. But my mom is, doesn't want to sugarcoat anything with any of us. Like she's very, very honest and upfront. Um, but yeah, like my parents, they, they have a difficult relationship with one another, um, but they do love each other. It's just, they, they're like best friends that are like, they argue, they don't really sleep in the same room. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a very, 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 weird family dynamic. So when when I see people's parents have like these really close relationships, I don't feel like it's real. Like I I genuinely I honestly don't know if I ever will be able to to find that 
because I don't know well it's it's funny because I'm on the flip side of that where I know it's real but I don't know if it's not that I don't know if it's attainable but we always joke about how I like put timelines on things and I in my head was always like you're gonna be in these relationships and you're gonna meet these people and you're gonna fall in love and everything's just gonna work and it's like I did believe that up until maybe like two months ago kind of thing where like things don't work out that way. I don't mesh with every single person. No, like I that's that's not normal, but I do know that it is normal or it is attainable. It is possible to find someone that builds right. you up like my parents build each other up. Um, and who yeah, and I think that that's to- like really hopeful. That's like it a really is, cool thing. and it's almost it's not daunting. Like we all can't find that. No, it's it's just kind right. of one of those like, all right, I just have to sit back and let it happen because I can feel that being hard though. Truthfully, like that seems difficult to like see a parent structure that's just like healthy and like beautiful and be like, what the fuck? Like, will I have? That? Well, and like, also to have, have to not only have that exemplified, but then to have your parents like building you up and being like, you deserve this this and this and so much more like you're not gonna let people treat you like shit you're not gonna dun 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 and it's like right but that's so easy (laughs) like it's so easy to just find someone and like kind of placate things and like you know just skim over I don't know if I use that word properly I use words in here and then I listen to the podcast I'm like she has no idea what she's talking about (laughs) Um, but like it's it's easy to kind of like now realize like no I actually do want to pick and choose because I want I want a mate for life like (laughs) yeah I want someone that that I'm going to have that end game I want to go travel to Thailand with my kids and only take a backpack I want to jump out of planes for my son's 18th birthday like with my partner like I I want to go on staycations I want to go just build a life with someone and be so proud of it and be so able to share that with other people and to give other people that experience and that love that I felt growing up, which is Dude, also I'm like actually getting emotional with you saying this. I'm not going to lie. Like actually, no, like, you that's genuinely what I want is like, we've talked about it with here uh, with the pyramid and stuff is like, you want to feel accepted and to feel loved. And I know that like, I have so much love to give. I want to give it to the right person. That's able to also give it to other people and to like, share that love and to share that wealth and like happiness that's with so others. beautiful dude and <laughs> i honestly crying. like i'm gonna be honest i'm crying <laughs> like honestly because <laughs> like i feel like so opposite <laughs> like, and that's making me sad that i feel i don't feel that dude but that's that's normal too though like that's not for every that's that's not what everyone needs to seek out that's what i personally want to make my mission i don't Your know mission, though do like, i want that though like i have no idea dude i'm like whoa but like due to my family dynamic do i want that like I, I that sounds so nice everything you were just saying i just never have even thought it's possible for me and that's the thing that's crazy is like i didn't i thought it was possible but i was trying to force it I was always trying to like figure out the guy that in the room that would fit that little niche or like that that image that I had built up and then I like would latch on to him or whatever it was and it was like wait this isn't working because you're trying to force a dream that dream like you just need to like literally all I can say is like all those answers are going to come to you if you just keep 
doing good and being you and being good. The people that are going to gravitate towards you, the connections you're going to have, the people you're going to let into your life, the experiences you're going to share, those are going to dictate what path you're taking. Fuck, I could end up like single for the rest of my life and absolutely thriving and like only have a gaggle of that well, that's chihuahuas. not gonna happen for you it's i mean it it's not what i want um but if it happened you're not gonna and that was that. like you can have what you want in this world truthfully but you manifest on it and from your subconscious it, i know like in my sub i know in my subconscious you will have those things for yourself 100 percent. you 100 percent will because those are the things that you manifest in your subconscious that you don't even know but also things when you were saying that of why i just got emotional is am i manifesting on the energy that being alone is 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 more beneficial for me um, at oh. this point, and I th- that's why I'm like emotional because I'm like I do think our subconscious I'm I study subconscious more than anything because it's it is what dictates our dictates our life. One hundred. I'm sitting here thinking, I think my subconscious is scarred from my parental upbringing that I don't foresee ever being able to be in a healthy marriage and have children from it like i joke about it all the time but like dead ass i don't feel it and therefore if i want that i have to restructure my subconscious to it i've just blocked it out so yeah. i'm not even i'm not even open you haven't to even it. considered that thought. i haven't like, even considered you, the thought that's of like so far down the line of like things that are actually what you want to focus on and so I mean, the best thing that I could say to you is like in terms of restructuring your subconscious is just keep doing the things that you're doing. Keep writing, keep experiencing, keep putting yourself out there and keep being open to breaking down and building back up because I would not be seeking those things out or I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't almost like crave those things if that makes sense like I I wouldn't romanticize them so much because I like if I had done my life as I had thought I was going to do it when I was you know 15 and then 18 and then 22 and then to now nothing that I've ever done like the only consistent thing I've done is taking care of myself and even that has been like a slow ride and that's built the appreciation for the other things and like by healing my own family dynamic and like that's that's another thing that's hard too is like I do have an incredible family but I'm still I still have mental health issues I still have mad anxiety and depression it doesn't matter where you get it from it just matters what you do with it kind of thing yeah and that's Um, a great point because there's a lot of family dynamics where it's like I see a lot of people be very very wealthy right so they have a lot of money in their family and they have great parents but we're toxic creatures in fucking nature so we're gonna go out and find that toxicity for ourselves why a lot of wealthy kids have cocaine addictions and then end up stealing money from their parents that you don't you could just ask but it's like those are family dynamics that i don't have but those are things that i do see from friends of mine uh a person that i was just talking about in our last episode uh who who took his life very wealthy man very wealthy very handsome was had a normal here was his structure. family his family but he didn't need to worry about money he just didn't want it and that comes from your own family structure this this and this where it's like 
that creates its own mental health issues where he would look at me and be like, I don't know why everything's handed to me. I don't want things handed to me. So it's like, you're getting, you're creating a different structure. And my sister the other day, she said something to me that was a really great point. She's like, I literally am so blessed and I'm so happy that I grew up having no money. Uh, and with a parent structure that was a little bit off because I do that shit for myself. And I don't know yeah. if I would do that shit for myself and run shit like I do. And she goes, Grace, you wouldn't be doing stand-up comedy. You wouldn't have the finances that you do if you didn't have that parent structure i'm fucking blessed for it. and don't get me wrong i know i'm making it seem like my parents have never my parents are also like great people they just struggle with their own things my dad was one of the most the closest people in my fucking life he was my basketball coach up until i was in into the end of high school like i am so close with my father i just i have empathy for both of their situations um i at think this point. the thing that's hard is like we're not trying to bash our families or to bash anything like that like in any negative light it's more just like we're at this age now where we are trying to figure out like how did we get here like I feel like disassociating (laughs) is not the right word but it's like genuinely like you end up in these situations and sometimes it's it's something lighthearted like you're just sitting at the beach and you're having a great moment you're like wow I got myself here but you can also look back on your life as you're laying in bed or something and be like how the fuck did I get here and it's like let's figure it out yeah go go through your history and your history is tied to your family like your family has 100% shaped you I I was on the phone with my dad yesterday and I um someone someone said something to a friend of mine and it was repeated back to me and it honestly like it really hurt my feelings and I said something to my dad about it and he was like what the fuck do you care he's like because you know what you did you know how you got there he's like you moved to LA and had zero plan he's like you're now in San Diego and you have 100% control of your own life he's like you did all that and I was like oh shit okay you're right you're right like we have done all of those things we both have and that is because of our parents like we have accomplished a lot of things that other people haven't accomplished whereas other people have accomplishes that we don't have because of their parents like it's it's almost like a your luck of the draw (laughs) it is you can't you can't pick your parents and you can't pick your siblings you can't pick your fucking siblings and so maddie and roe literally fuck you guys i love you but fuck you (laughs) 100%. And on my weird spiritual ass, I do think that I do think that God put you into a specific or whatever you believe in, um, put you into a specific household and put you into a specific niche in your family because that will help shape you for later in life of how you can help others. And I think me being the middle child, having all that empathy for two siblings around me um, and then being the one that I felt like I needed to speak up and be the mediator in my family, that has helped me be very vocal in things that I want to do in my life, but also in a peaceful, peaceful manner. And I also like being that peacemaker in my family, but also the one that spoke out. I want to make a career of it, dude. Like it's not even like I want to be a peacemaker in the sense where I can make people laugh and also make them understand maybe why they feel fucked up. (laughs) Truthfully, because I guess I I wanted to. My parents knew what they were doing when they enrolled me in acting. Like when when they put me in the theater programs, like they knew exactly what was going on. I didn't. I just knew I was like good at being a character side note i love that we've talked about how i did musical theater for years i do want to say i don't know if i ever did i ever tell you i've only ever been cast as the villain yes okay something that bothers me to this day i think it's because you have a big boisterous personality 
I can still be good. <laughs> no, I think you would still be a great, very like kind, nurturing character. It's called versatility, baby. We love um, it. But yeah, I love it. I honestly like acting though. It's been a, a very like therapeutic thing for me in my adult life that I wish I um, had in when I'm my depressed younger years when I was trying to understand. On your Robin Williams shit. Yeah, like, dude, I can fucking cry on hand whenever I want to. So those yeah. tears earlier weren't real? No, I was fucking kidding the whole time. No, I'm just kidding. See, guys, she real. can't even... We're working on it. We're, we're baby-stepping the mental health to accept the crime. No, nah, dude, I, like, actually, like, it's so it's so amazing, like, acting and improv, you know, being able to, like, touch upon feelings that I have just, like, stored away in, inside of me. It's, like, right, really inside. therapeutic. But, yeah, no, due, due to um, my, like those family dynamics i didn't think like acting or improv or those things were even remotely gonna be ever something that i could do because i was labeled as a jock in my family and the the funny jock and the outspoken funny jock person and also since i was like the smart sensitive theater girl and the sport the only sport i stuck with was swimming very good but as if you didn't have all these other dimensions to yourself exactly that's the point i'm trying to make that it's like with in our family dynamics we get labeled this specific person we want to be and my brother is the one that really brought this attention to me because he was like you were this crazy beast of an athlete and jill's a beast of a student dude like you won't see an a minus on this girl's report card you know and my brother's like okay so then i'm stuck here just sitting i'm just stuck here sitting like i can't be smart and i can't be athletic but i'm both my brother's was really good at sports and he's really smart but he's just like i never felt like i could even you know in a, at school he's like my teachers would always be like you know not amounting to you know jill's academia academia and grace has these school records what are you doing at, like sports wise and my brother's like i just felt like fucking off and like i felt like i had to like be labeled as something where it's like that's not even valid to my existence and that made my brother feel that's why my brother's very more quiet and keeps to himself like and it makes sense due to his family dynamic of the niche that he felt like he had to fall into you know and like for me, you know, as I was saying, like that that niche of me being that jock and and I, I felt like I needed to go to school and be a division one athlete. I'm not even joking. It wasn't even on the table that I would just not go to school and be an athlete. Like I felt like I couldn't do that. Uh, I would be losing my identity and in, in how everybody knows me and how my family like glorifies me. And that was one thing I felt like I felt I felt like I couldn't get validation from my my parents, but I could get they would always i knew that they knew i was good at sports because that was just fact so i felt like it was also a connecting piece to me and my uh parents there well, was I something mean, you connecting even, me you, there. you said your dad was your basketball coach so that's something like that sport and being an athlete Beautiful. was your relationship with your dad my dad did my dad my dad didn't miss a basketball game for me dude if we had, if i had an away game my dad was the first person in the stands there before my team got there dude that's and, how and my he would dad give was. me oh yeah and my dad I would, would have me a text after yeah I'd have a text like 20 pages long about how I could defensively be better, this, this, and this, like how he's so proud of me. Like, I wish I still had all all of those text messages because, you know, in those car rides homes, like, you know, with my dad being my basketball coach and traveling so much with one another, like, I know so much about my dad and like, we're so close. And like, I have like this wild taste in music because of the, the albums and the Rolling Stones and Led Zeppelin and all the music that we would listen to, um, you know, grow, growing up with that and in my parent structure with my dad, which is also really interesting. I glorified my dad. I put my dad on a pedestal because I was so close to him. He could do no wrong in my eyes. My dad could literally not pay our family's bills for two years. And I'd be like, why are you talking shit? Like, <laughs> like you couldn't, like I defended my dad to the fucking grave because 
I felt such a deep connection to him because of how much time we spent. Because you knew him on you, a different you, level you than my a, other siblings. Yeah, you did. built a special relationship with your dad. You had your relationship with your dad. Oh, your own definitely. relationship with your dad. Oh my and god! And it didn't so involve like, your brother or your sister. It was just your thing with your dad. Yeah, and my siblings also kind of like rash on my dad and me just being like I feel like you never cared enough about both of us as you did about Grace and that left a void with both other my siblings um, and my mom pushed me aside because we also didn't get along and tried to vibe with my brother and sister more and she helped them so much like financially and she helped them do a lot of things that she didn't do for me because she also has a grudge against my own dad but like she has that towards me as well and it kind of was more of that nurturing mother side that she she provided for my brother and sister um, that I never really um, I never really got to see that I was like really one with with my dad and that's why also I have such deep connections with men and I vibe with guys so well because I grew up just with dudes like my uncles my dad's friends like my dad being an athlete and then my friends growing up they weren't the people I was not very sensitive coming from that climate, hanging out with construction workers and basketball players. I wasn't the most sensitive child there was that it made me have a lot of guy friends growing up. And I had a lot of guys. And so they would make fun of me all the time and making fun of one another and being playful and like pushing each other and playing sports is what what I would do with my friends. So when I started developing female relationships, they were too sensitive for me. Like they would always be like, you're just mean or you're this. And it's like, you're being a baby. Like, and then then we're just like, fuck her. But it's just like, I, that from that family dynamic of myself, I related more and I I related and found myself, you know, more comfortable with hanging out with, with men. Yeah. And still to this day, sometimes I, I do, I do feel that way. Truthfully. Sometimes it's just easier. There's like, if, if you're going into a situation and you're not like romantically tied to anyone, you're just going to hang out with the boys. Like there's going to be no drama. Dude, I love you're the just, boys, You're bro, just dude. like, it's just you and the boys. Yeah. It's easy. Like, just, just dude, legit. But I well, love you, women, too. Like, You women were talking about how your dad drove you to, you know, every basketball game and was, like, always there. And, like, that's that's how my dad was for swimming and for cheer and for the things that I chose to do as, like, my extracurriculars. And my dad had, like, this white truck. And this is also why my dad has a relationship with all of my friends in the sense that he knows them. He knows them by their name. They know him. Everyone's always welcome at our house kind of thing because my dad was really involved in all of like our sports and our lives. And my mom was too. Like that's, that's not to get twisted or anything like that. My mom knows just as much about everyone. Um, if not more, sometimes they tell her the extra sneaky deets. Um, love that. Yeah, but my dad, like, he had this white truck, and it's just, it's a memory of, like, pulling up to different away games or to different fields and, like, seeing my dad in his truck, usually with the window down or standing outside of it with, like, a sunflower seed, like, spitter bottle and, like, his arms crossed like this, just leaning up on the truck, doing his, like, I love that, dude. Usually with, like, a Gatorade or a water for me or something, and then, like like he would just always be there like and it didn't mean necessarily that like he was coming to watch me like just cheer like he was definitely we're like blessed for that hanging out yeah but yeah. like we're so blessed that we had that with our 100 percent. and my mom like growing up my mom and I I feel like we didn't see eye to eye because I couldn't 
I couldn't understand. Like there was just a disconnect. Like I couldn't understand why she wasn't so invested in all the drama and the day to day, like minute details and like why she was so bigger picture and was like, just live your life how you want to see it. Because at the time I could only think in the micro. So that definitely impacted my relationship with my mom. Um, Granted, it's not that anymore. My mom is absolutely one of my best friends too. She's still my mom but she is my best friend. I call her all the time. I can't wait to spend some time with her this next week in Mexico. I, there's like a sixth sense kind of thing with my mom and I, like we just, I can pick up, like I'll hear my phone ring across the room and I'll just know it's my mom kind of thing. She'll be like, Hey, were you thinking about me earlier? And I'll be like, yeah, actually I, or I wasn't, but I had something to tell her or kind of Mm -hmm. like a vice versa. Like I definitely am super connected to my parents and I just adore the fuck out of them. They drive me insane. That. They drive me insane. But oh, I love the 100%. fuck out of them. They literally ruin your heart and then rebuild it. Yes. No, seriously. Like when I look at my dad and like he calls me, my heart literally aches, dude, because I love him so much. Like I just, I, it's crazy. Like I am obsessed with my dad. Like, and I'm obsessed with like other people's dads because of my relationship with my dad. Like I want to meet your dad. Not that I don't want to meet your mom. Moms give me crippling anxiety and i wish my they mom did, is like, super fucking cool yeah no no 100 but i've also identified and related to a lot of other older women and like this i've gotten this comment a lot from older women just being like i feel this weird connection to you and i feel like i need to like nurture you um i think it's because i i've had that like a bit of a void there um and i've had probably five women say that to me in my life that have like really really helped shape me um, as a woman. And and I've picked a lot of pieces from them. And my mom, I've picked a million aspects about her that I adore and I love. And, you know, but she's also taught me empathy and strength that is deeper than what's, sometimes. What's interesting is I feel like I, growing up, was always, like, comparing myself to my mom, <clears throat> if that makes sense. Um yeah. And like my mom is a tiny, tiny little woman. She's like five one, if that, um, you know, weighs Damn. barely anything. We haven't been able to share the same clothes for years. And like, I just, I never felt as if I could relate to her. And now it's as if like, I don't know what I would do without my mom. I don't know what I would do without my dad. That's a key like, point though, dude. The size thing with women, like truthfully, dude, like, comparison body wise which is a very common thing psychologically to do within a family um my sister being the one who felt like an outsider on that you know my sister is fucking incredible now and she has like worked herself through so much body dysmorphia and she's super open and the first person to talk about it but she grew up in a house with my mom five eight skinny big boobs like literally like no my mom could just eat like a whole fucking steak and six bagels and not have a problem um and me i couldn't gain weight to save my life and then my sister's over here just being like i feel muscular i feel you know my sister's always had like a nice booty and like you know just not a stick but she looks fucking amazing my sister's super thin but like didn't feel as thin as me and my mom and that's where a lot of you know health issues came in for her where she had body dysmorphia really really hard and it it made our relationship hard um due to just that family dynamic you know what i mean right right there and like women feel like they need to compare to one another in their own household in their own household which not only social media and friends first of all it's my mom second of all like (laughs) 
unattainable. And and that's something that even now I'm still figuring out what my body type actually is because I abused it's yours. and hated. It's yours. Well, no, but what I mean is like I abused and hated my body for right. years going through puberty and after puberty where it's like, no, now I'm figuring out like this is where I'm supposed to be. I'm fueling my body properly. I'm working out. I have a rounded mm-hmm. life. I'm balanced. Like, oh, this is what I look like. I'm beautiful. Like, this right. is me. It's not easy, though. No, not at it's all. Not- Fuck yeah. no. <laughs> it's like the hardest thing. But also talking about that, you're talking about acceptance. And for me, from my family dynamic, and I think in other people's family dynamics, it's that fight for acceptance. And you want, not only do you, you want to just want to be, be loved accepted, unconditionally, you want to be loved unconditionally. And there's this weird part of you that it's like, love me the most, love me the most, or am I loved the most by my siblings, by my mom and dad? Like, where is, where is this? Like, I need to know how much I'm loved. And like, it's this weird structure that we can all relate to. And I, I all my friends and relationships I, I've been in, especially like, getting close with intimate, like with boyfriends or anything like that, you, you delve into their family dynamics and you understand where they come from. And, and there's not one person I know that's not, you know, struggling with the, with, with receiving or getting love from their family, because I don't know why it is so hard to give and receive love from. Because family. I think that we don't even necessarily know what, love in that sense is because there's tough love there's easy love there's all sorts of here there in between I think that essentially when you go home I think the best way to explain it or like when you are with your family you just want to be comfortable you want to be seen and you want to be yourself like those are like the three things yeah and it's like if you if you hit all of those then like you know you are you're, you're validated in that sense because these right. people are looking, they know who you are, they know where you come from, they know what you like or dislike, but then at the same time they don't because you're constantly evolving as well. So I think like that's even like another weird sidetrack to go off on is the constant evolution and now relearning your siblings as being their own people in later life, but that's like right. a whole other episode if you get what I mean. That is a whole other episode. But yeah, no, truthfully, I would always get that comment. You're going to be you're going to be best friends with your sister when you're older. You guys just hate each other now. And I literally roll my eyes when people would say that. I'd be like, absolutely fucking not. Like, we'll never fuck with each other. And like, yeah, it takes so much time and understanding to be able to understand your family members. Um, But also through understanding my family members, I've been able to make sense of other friends in my life um, and and Mm. kind of be able to touch upon where their family dynamics are coming from and have empathy for their situation or to be able to be like, Hey, like I've had a lot of friends growing up, like on my, on my track team in college, the girls that we became really close with, um, we all kind of figured out we had some, some family issues that we needed to discuss. And that's why we all kind of found each other um, in that sense. But we all related on the sense where, you know, we're badass women and, and track has really helped us stay grounded and, and we are beasts of athletes. And like, why are we, why are we the way that we are? And in discussing that with those, those women was a really interesting process. And a lot of them were three of which were sexually abused by family members. Um, and that's a family dynamic that is really heavy, but I remember pulling one of my friends aside who would always apologize for everything, always felt like she's in everybody's way. And another one of my friends did the same. 
And I asked her if in a subtle way, I was like, what, what was your upbringing? Like, if you don't mind me asking, there was a heavy tone that I was getting from her of abuse, um, to behave that way, like psychologically to feel like you're in everybody's way all the time. And she at first like wouldn't fully open up to me about it because that's super personal. And she was still actually learning at that age that what happened, you know, cause that's the age where I was excessively depressed and I was just, my whole family life was hitting me that I just realized that I grew up in an alcoholic household. And I couldn't even say that. I, didn't, I couldn't say that until I was 20 years old. And I'm, my, I'm over here asking my even friend now, if she's been sexually abused. Say, I was just going to say, I don't know if you've ever even like really stated that on here, that that's like a lot of the family dynamic. Yeah, that is a heavy family dynamic. Alcoholism in my family. Um, that I, it, it's such a weird thing when you grow up in a family dynamic because you don't you feel even as know if how you to, almost need to protect it. Like, the, you like need to protect it, and I need to protect tell your family's egos, and you need to mm-hmm. keep that semblance of normalcy because if you don't, like, you're gonna let someone down, right? And you and don't want to like, let you know down what? your family because then you're ostracized. You're the one that's on the outs, right? Right, and it's like, but then I, <laughs> I came <laughs> to the conclusion. I did. Hallelujah. <laughs> but I came I came to the conclusion though that I I've ostracized myself from your alcoholism and not talking about it is ostracizing the the stigma around it even more and I think it's bullshit. Um, I think it's bullshit that I didn't know that you were an alcoholic till I was 20. I think it's bullshit that we can't accept these things. Um, there's a lot of bullshit around it and I don't think that there needs to be because my mom's a beautiful person, she's just struggling with her own her own things like it's just that simple you know what i mean and like to have that stigma behind it is just it's just shitty in my opinion um but yeah it, even seeing that with my friends like i'm not even gonna lie like one of my best friends in college she was talking about how her mom like drinks a lot and she's kind of absent and she has a difficult relation with her and i was overhearing this in the locker room and this was like the first week and i was like i'm gonna fight friend fuck this shit out of her i was like whoa i remember looking over across the room like just being like oh my god like i girl, need to same. be friend. girl and then we ended up just becoming straight up best friends and unfortunately our friendship grew off of the, the trauma of i think that and that's like kind of where our friendship came and we were a very self-deprecating duo um which I Isn't to that out of my interesting? Life. Like trauma bonds and how then oh, like so you go through though, those. Like <laughs> my roommate McKenna, she um, she's someone that she's known me since sixth grade. She's seen me go through multiple walks of life, different stages in my life, and she's someone that I don't know if I would be in this mental health place if it wasn't for her in some sense because she is yeah. so she's just so um okay I guess with me and who I am and just accepting like McKenna accepts me for who I am and that's not to say we don't have our little things that probably drive each other crazy kind of thing it's not once again a perfect relationship but it's a relationship where we both want nothing but the best for each other and in that sense it has kind of become like a sisterhood Yeah, like coming through this pandemic. So that's you like, guys are sisters. You guys yeah, definitely have but, that relationship. But there are other relationships with girlfriends that I've made while dating either toxic men or just making toxic choices in my life where I'm like, now that I'm not doing those things, those relationships have fizzled out. Like those relationships, yeah. there's nothing there. There's now a disconnect because that was the only thing bringing us together. And it's a bummer Fact. because I still have nothing Keep but point. love for these people. I have nothing but love and adoration and, 
you know, I cherish the memories and the times that I had with them. And I hope that one day there is an ability to come back together or to share a meal, you know, whatever it is. And just to see where we both ended up. But I think that also like doors do close. Um, and and it's hard. They need to, but what's interesting is normally when we're not talking about family dynamics, you can close those doors. But when it comes to family dynamics, you're born into your family. You don't choose them. They they shape you. You shape them. Skirt, skirt. Well, we made it through an entire another episode, girl. We did. And that one was kind of heavy, but I'm feeling good about it. I think this is a good spot. A good, I think this is a good spot to pause it. And we'll be back next week with uh, the second half. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. Honestly, I just think that we have so much more that we can talk about with this topic. It's just like so it's just such a vast topic that's just evolving consistently in front of our eyes that I just want to talk about it a little bit more. It's interesting because while I've been editing this episode, I've been like, I wonder (laughs) if we could just do our whole season on family dynamics because listening well listening to us talk it's like we could take it so much deeper we're trying to hit points and like we definitely are maintaining it but it's like fuck there are so many levels to family dynamics and to just intersectionality between interpersonal relationships and i think that we both as as comm majors you know everyone rags on comm majors but this is literally what we went to school for like this is what we fuck with this is what our education's in like why are we behaving the way we are in these groups of people so i am really excited about this episode that we just recorded and in episode two we're going to be talking alfred alfred adler we're going to be talking birth order theory we're going to be talking you know it's us we're gonna be talking a little bit about everything so you guys yeah we're gonna really delve into more of like the sibling side of things yeah and, like and really delve into like our dynamics with our siblings and how that kind of has affected us to where we are now which is super relevant you know our parents was a pretty heavy tone of this episode but i want to delve into like other aspects of our family dynamic yeah shape us to be who we are it's so fucking fascinating we're obsessed with this topic and we can't wait to see you next week to talk more about it yeah so you guys uh stay tuned for next week's episode we'll see you on monday uh take some time for yourself we're not doing a therapy note at the end of this one so this week just honestly connect with the people you love like if that's one thing we could end this episode on just spend this week like just kind of marinating in people you fuck with and people that fuck with you stay away from red flags um or don't you know what whatever yeah. it is but at least rate them sometimes at least know when when you're doing it or when it's being done to you fuck with us right. on every social media platform possible <laughs> love that fuck with us on social media fuck, tur- yeah turn around fuck with us on fuck social us media on so- tur- yeah turn around turn around backwards bend down and fuck with us on social media yeah fbg soleil at gracie.macuda we are at you down to ride We fucking love you guys. We're coming back. Part two next week. We will see you right here, right now. (laughs) Peace. Peace.